0: Welcome back to the Black and White Podcast, where we seek to filter the gray world around us through God's Word with radical grace, raw truth, and real hope. I'm Denise Pass, and I'm with my friend and co-host, Angela Donatio. This month, we've been discussing her upcoming brand new Bible study, releasing October 1st next <laughs> week, Woo! Fearless, Ordinary Women of the Bible Who Dare to Do Extraordinary Things. We've been finding our fearless through some of the most compelling stories in the Bible. Angela, you're just a couple days away from the launch of
1: this new resource for women. Who are you introducing us to today? Thank you, Denise. It has been such a joy to share about these women who have so much to teach us about overcoming the barriers to fearless living. You know, I'm a survivor of two near-death health scares, and so I really identify with the women with the issue of blood. Her story is in several of the Gospels, and I focused on Mark's account in chapter 5. Her willingness to push past debilitating disease and get a hold of Jesus shows us how a moment in God's presence can remedy a lifetime of pain. I filmed about her story in Capernaum, which is the likely site of the place her instantaneous healing took place. Mm -hmm. The roadways are narrow, and Scripture tells us the crowds were so great the day Jesus came through that they nearly crushed Him. He was swarmed and on an urgent mission to get to the house of a religious leader whose daughter was dying, but none of that kept Jesus from stopping.
0: I love that. None of that kept Jesus from stopping. Sometimes I think we can feel forgotten and feel like our problems don't matter to God, but none of it kept Him from stopping. God is always pursuing us, and He is always our ever-present help. You know, each account tells us that she hid in the back of the crowd. She didn't want Jesus to know she had touched him or want the crowd to know what had happened. I know sometimes we want to hide our issues or disappear in the back of a crowd, yet we desperately need healing in an area of our life. Can
1: you expound on that, Angela? Sure, Denise. You know, I've been there when my private pain was so palpable Yet I was afraid to let anybody know. She had legitimate reasons to keep her need concealed because she was considered what they called unclean due to the Jewish law. And anyone who touched her would be unclean. Anything she sat on, anything that touched her, anything she touched, especially a rabbi. So she was terrified of being rebuked or turned away. Plus, she would have been incredibly weak and frail. I had the opportunity to interview a physician as part of my research and her condition of bleeding continuously for 12 years, would have put her in seriously grave condition. So she came up behind Jesus and touched the bottom of the hem of his garment. She most likely was crawling on her hands and knees in utter desperation to reach him. So fear will always list the reasons we can't, but faith finds a way. We need to repeat
0: that again. (laughs) Fear will always list the reasons we can't, and faith finds a way. Wow. you know, At first glance, we might not think of her as being fearless because she didn't reveal herself right away until Jesus asked who touched him. But she summoned the courage to move forward in confidence in spite of all these barriers because she believed that if she could just touch Jesus, she would be made whole.
1: That's right, Denise. She made not one, but three fearless choices in this story. She dared to leave her home and brave the crowd. She stood up for herself and trusted God to fulfill the dreams He planted within her before illness had stripped her bare. Secondly, she dared to touch Jesus, and when she did, He stopped everything to ask who touched Him, and He let the crowd know that she didn't make Him unclean, He made her whole. And her final, final fearless step was refusing to let fear keep her silent anymore. She rose above the doubts that nearly killed her courage, and she shared her story. This shroud of isolation that had suffocated her for so long lifted off the moment she touched the garment that covered him. She was no longer trapped inside her body, trapped by pain and ravaged by disease. She was free. We can try to hide our private pain for whatever reason, but Jesus knows and Jesus cares. He honored the faith of this ordinary woman you know, Denise, ironically, the garment that she touched was the, called the tallit, or the prayer shawl that is still worn by the rabbis, and they had these fringe tassels on the bottom that bear special significance because they're described in the Old Testament as reminders of the law, the commandments of God. She braved the crowd to touch the talit, yet Jesus used the very symbol of the law, which she said made her unclean, as an opportunity to demonstrate grace. Her desperation became a platform for the miraculous. When I nearly hemorrhaged to death after a hysterectomy, I said to the Lord, I don't ever want to feel that desperate again. And He said, That's why I always want you to feel that desperate for me. See, we don't like feeling desperate, but if we let our desperation propel us to Jesus, a moment in His presence can remedy a lifetime of pain.
0: Uh, when you say that, Angela reminds me, it takes me back to a time when I was hunting for a diagnosis. For myself and for my daughter. And it took seven long years to finally get a diagnosis for my oldest daughter of celiac disease. And, you know, there was so much hope and at least we had a target. You know, we knew what it was then and we could try to help heal her. And for myself, um, also being diagnosed with um, different autoimmune diseases that were invisible. No one knew the cause. No one knew how to help it. I felt so desperate. And I remember asking God, will it always be this hard? And you know, and I want. I said, God, is there any way it'll be easy again? And the answer was no. <laughs> I thought, what? Mm. No, but my grace is sufficient for you. You know, I don't think it's a great hope to hope for ease, but you know, a hope to honor God and whatever this life sends us. But it, it can be so hard, and we do face times of desperation.
1: Thank you, Denise, for sharing that. And it can be incredibly frustrating just waiting to figure out what is wrong with me. Mm -hmm. That is the, oh, it's just such a terrible feeling. And maybe you're listening to this and you're right in the middle of that. And we just want you to be encouraged today. When everyone else gave up on her, Jesus gave her a second chance. Jesus never, ever, ever, ever gives up on us. Pain had trapped her for so long. She'd all but given up on herself. I know what it feels like to live with chronic pain and to wait desperately like you did, Denise, for a diagnosis. I was diagnosed with a rare disorder in 2003, Superior Mesenteric Artery Syndrome, and I had to undergo major life-saving surgery. Her story speaks volumes to our suffering. It speaks to the tender places in us rubbed raw by pain. It speaks to the issues so stuck to our spirit that we can't separate them from our identity anymore.
0: That's so good, Angela. We can begin to think, I am this illness. I'll never beat it. I am this addiction. I'll never break it. I am this anxiety. I'll never shake it. I am this financial disaster. We can feel like we are defined Mm. by our struggles, like we'll never overcome it. The gravity of the issues we carry weigh down our ability to see our value, But Jesus reminds us that we are worth fighting for. His blood washes away the lies we believe and reaches us wherever
1: we are. That's so true. He pulls us out of the back of the crowd until we're close enough to touch Jesus. We can face anything when we're facing Him. His presence restores our peace and clothes us with a custom-made identity. You know, At a well in Samaria we talked about last week, Jesus had this lengthy conversation and overhauled a woman's entire life. But this time, he was a man of few words. In just three short sentences, that's all it took for Jesus to change the life of a woman and change the mindset of a culture. Jesus issued a charge to our fearless fighter when he said, Who touched me? Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. He drew her out of her private pain and onto a public platform that she didn't even ask for. And in her choices, we see the power of our own. We weren't created to live a stuck life, but one saturated with purpose.
0: There's another statement we need to let sink in. We weren't created to live a stuck life, but one saturated with purpose. You may be listening today and feel like you're stuck. You know, your circumstances, it seems like there's no way out. But here's the awesome thing about walking with God is everything in our life, He uses for our good. And His glory. It doesn't mean sometimes that we will be plucked out of those circumstances we don't like every time, but it does mean His grace is there in the midst. We can rise above our circumstances. We don't have to be stuck. You know, I love your statement in this session, uh, Angela. When an issue has a hold of us, we need to get a hold of Jesus. You know, one way that I do this is uh, in my time with God every day, you know, opening up the Bible and and asking Him for wisdom and asking for a scripture that I need for that day. It's our daily manna. It's not meant to be just hear it on Sunday and carry it. We have to daily get word from God just to be able to make it through a day. We don't know what the day is going to bring our way. You know, another interesting part of this story is that while Jesus stopped to heal her, the daughter of the prestigious religious leader died.
1: That's right. We introduced him right at the top of this podcast. And interestingly enough, the woman had been bleeding for 12 years, and Jairus' daughter was 12 years old. Mm. So there are two stories, parallel stories intersect in this amazing and powerful moment, and I couldn't help but think that she could have felt so ordinary next to Jairus and wonder why Jesus would even help her when he had much more important matters to tend to. And we think this way too. See, comparison like that keeps us in the back of the crowd. Insecurity creeps in and rips at the fabric of our identity and tells us that we're not worthy of anything more than our pain or our issues. Shame hopes Jesus won't see us while we hide behind our issues. But we can fight the less than lies because Jesus is more than enough. We can let go of anything holding us back and grab a hold of God's best for our lives.
0: I love how you personify comparison, insecurity, and shame. You know, everybody at some point in their life is affected or afflicted with these things. And it's so easy to just. Give up because you just feel so minimized, you feel like you are nothing. But God sees you, friend. He sees us in that place and He's inviting us to encounter Him and come to Him with our desperateness to find our fight in Him and His Word. And He is enough. So, you guys, you've got to pre order this book at angeladenadio.com. And we're also offering a giveaway. Leave a comment about how God has helped you find your fight to be entered
1: to receive a copy. The raw truth is that a moment in God's presence can remedy a lifetime of pain. The radical grace is our issues don't make Jesus unclean. He makes us whole. And the real hope is when the gravity of the issues we carry weigh down our ability to see our value, Jesus reminds us that we are worth fighting for. You've been listening to the Black and White Podcast where we filter life through the Bible and live life in the freedom of truth.